We went to New Orleans. We swam Love. in a heated pool at our Airbnb. We went to a parade that was very like anti-establishment, so that was hot. Um, hot. And we also <laughs> went to a drag show that was very sad, and I left halfway through because oh, no. it was too sad. Um, <laughs> were they just like not good queens? No, or? they were really good. It was just really sad. Like oh. it was like the Church of Mother. Shout out, I guess, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and the queens were like telling, like it was like a church service. Um, okay. And this one queen went up and was like telling the story of her like alcoholic mother who died. And then she was like, the song that reminds me of her is um, fucking um, Tom's Diner or whatever that song is by Suzanne Vega. Yeah. And then she did like a cover of it, like singing live with an auto harp. And it was like, very like emotional, <laughs> like yeah, girl. And I was Just like, drag off my like ass, slam poetry, like for a bachelor party. And I was like, oh no, this is like, I'm just, this is like art. Like I was looking to like. Gas. You're fully walking in the church, like with your fucking grenade of liquor, of slushy liquor, and it's just straight up the scene in Rent where they're singing Will I. And out came talk. Talk, talk. Hi. Hi. We're back. We're here. We're alive. We're we're fighting each other right now. We are Julian Baker shadow boxing. Fighting each other through Zoom. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, that's how you know that's the two gays we are. Yeah, it really either is. Either Fiona Apple <laughs> shadow boxing gay or Julian Baker shadow boxing gay. Yeah. Both. Oh my god, I got my fucking Boy Genius tickets. I'm so fucking excited. Oh, oh my god, god, girl. I'm so upset that I didn't get tickets for the Death Cab for Cutie Postal Service reunion. Oh my god. They're not even coming to Texas. They're not coming they, anywhere near They are playing two shows in LA and they sold out the day of. That fucking sucks. That's fucking crazy. So Unreal. gay. And those so people gay. don't even care. They don't about care. About Jenny Lewis sing uh, Clark Gable. That duet song from the Postal Service <laughs> album. What's it called? Uh... All of them? It could be nothing better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, she's in the district sleeps alone tonight. Uh, and that song is so good. So It's such a vibe. So, so good. Anywho, we you know what else are is straight vibe? movies. You know this vibe? Fucking us. Okay. We're good. Sorry, we're just feeding animals. Oh, you feeding animals? I'm about to feed myself in a minute. Um... Oh, baby Brucey. He's so cute. Oh, I know. He's so angelic. I know. It's really hard. We are straight people movies oh. with a podcast where we two gays get, to get, get together. We do second takes and we uh, start this over again. Hi, we're straight people movies. We have a podcast where we two gays get together every week. Watch a movie made for straight people. Ask the question, what does that damn Irish word mean on the back of my jacket? <laughs> what does it mean? Why won't you tell me? Why won't you train me? Wikipedia isn't around yet. I can't Google it. Why won't you train me? Why won't you train me? Why won't you train me? Why? Why? I'm Dylan Garcia. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle. And the reason why we can't be trained is because we are both, in fact, women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, as I, Clint Eastwood uh, says in the film, girls. Says girls a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be trained... Nor can we be tamed, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, um, absolutely. Mm-mm. Although the new song, it's not it. It's not it. It really is. It's not it. She <laughs> decided to go down the, the Harry Styles route, and you know what? Smart, because she might win album of the year next year. Honestly, if she does, I might. That might be the one award show I don't watch, and I watch the Tonys. Mm. I don't even live in New York. Um, this week and every week for the past two weeks and for the remaining four weeks. We'll be watching one of the straightest best picture movies yes. that they have. There's a lot of straight best picture winners at the Oscars. Yeah. Um, but we're picking the six straightest ones. And this week we decided to pick a... I was thinking controversial whenever we first picked it. I was like, is this movie straight? And then watching it today, I was like, has anyone in this movie ever seen a gay person? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so true. This movie is straight <laughs> to its like foundational core. It's like oh, it is. It exists in a world where gay people don't exist. <laughs> it really is the it, it is beamed in from whatever multiverse version of Earth in which there are no gay people, which is what Clint Eastwood's vision of the world probably <laughs> is, right? So. Yeah, where Clint Eastwood is the the emperor of the whole planet. Um, yeah, because you know, Best Picture it could go to something pretty straight this year, like Top Gun, everything, everywhere, all at once, women talking, women talking, or it can go to something pretty gay, like. Top Gun Tar. Maverick. <laughs> or Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> they play beach football. <laughs> um, that's what it is, right? They're playing beach football in their jeans. Yeah, they're playing football, I believe. That's the yes. sport that it's called. Hot. Um, but yeah, this week we're watching Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby. Yes. So uh, let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. What's the What's the 411, Kirk? The 411 on Million Dollar Baby is that it's a 2004 <laughs> Best Picture winner. And it was directed by and stars Clint Eastwood. And it also has Hilary Swank in it and Morgan Freeman and a bunch of other kind of random people that you would not expect to be in Million Dollar Baby. Like Jay Baruchel having <laughs> basically the final word of this movie yeah. is so <laughs> violent. And Anthony Mackie playing a complete and total asshole. <laughs> True has no characterization besides being a little bitch. And then one other person we'll talk about later. Um, so just to give you a little background on Million Dollar Baby, a uh, Million Dollar Baby is a song by American singer Ava Max released on September 1st, 2022 through Atlantic Records as the second single from her second studio album, Diamonds and Dance Floors 2023. This song was written by Ava Max, Jessica Ongambar, Michael Pollock, Diane Warren, Casey Smith, and the producers David Stewart, Circuit, and Lost Boy. Million Dollar Baby is a pop and hero dance song with influences by music from the 2000s. It interplays Leanne Rimes' 2000 song Can't Fight the Moonlight with lyrics about empowerment. And currently it's available to rent. <laughs> Have you listened to Diamonds and Dance Wars yet? I listened to the first minute of it. <laughs> you know those those porn videos that are popper trainers? Mm. Mm-hmm. The whole album Sounds like it's on the background of one of those popper trainer videos. Awesome. It's like Jerkmate. It feels just like Jerkmate. <laughs> you wish porn was real? Uh, <laughs> I love it. I think it's great, but it's not what we're talking about today. Talk about Million Dollar Baby, the movie. And you don't need an actual plot summary for this movie because you already know, no, it's you know about whether you've seen it or not, bitch. Exactly. You look at the it's poster of this fucking movie and you know what it's about. <laughs> If fully you look at it, you touch the poster, and then like it fully transfers the entire yeah. movie into your brain. Like, yeah, it like goes into your brain, and it's like it's, it's cerebral cortex, and just it stays there forever. It's crazy. I haven't seen this movie since it came out nearly twenty years ago, and I remember it most of this movie. I know. I had the same it's experience. Good. I watched yeah. it like twenty years ago, around the time it came out, and a lot of it was very fresh in the mind mm-hmm. still. Um, things I didn't movie, remember. This movie has a bad script. Oh, it's has so bad horrible script. Has is lit very poorly. Yeah, looks like shit. Yeah, but I still kind of loved it. I, <laughs> I think Hillary know. is like incredible. In I it. <laughs> haven't been stumped by a movie in so long. I literally went from a four to a three and a half to a three in the span of like twenty four hours. <laughs> I was it's like so. It just taps into something, doesn't it? Yeah. It just taps into something. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you it's feel... It's great. It makes you feel a thing. It makes you feel This things. was, This was Roger Ebert's like favorite movie of 2004, and I was like, honestly, Slay. Like, like <laughs> I, sure. And what's wild is that the movie is so obviously conservative in its ideology. Mm-hmm. It, like... And we'll get... I mean, let me look at the gay section. Yeah, we'll get into it. Um, <laughs> because there's some commentary going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but literally, the plot of this movie is it's about a woman played by Hillary Swank. Who we are the same age as her character in the movie. And I was like, and she's portrayed as, like, not portrayed, but like the way Clint Eastwood talks about her is this like old broad who can't do anything new. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, right. Well, it's true. I mean, it's true. you couldn't start ballet right now. He was right. He was right. That does but change your body. 
it's a woman who wants to be a boxer. And then she like bullies like a misogyn. I'm just gonna assume he's misogynistic, mm-hmm. grouchy old man, to train her. And then the movie has the audacity, the audacity, to fucking paralyze and then kill her for following her yeah. dreams. And for some reason, <laughs> it fucking resonates and it works. And it's I, it's psychotic. so crazy. It's psychotic. Hillary Swank is. I'm surprised that after he injects like the morphine or whatever into her to kill her, that fucking Saint Peter doesn't appear in the room and is like, "You have been sainted, Hillary Swank." I know she is the kindest, nicest person who has ever existed, maybe ever. Yeah, it's a really weird performance, isn't it? It's so weird. I thought she was great. I thought she was. She's good in it, but it does beg the question: Hillary Swank, two Oscar wins. Um, kind of can only do like one thing really, really, mm-hmm. really, really well. Like if you write a character like that, only person that can play it is Hilary Swank and she's going to slay mm-hmm. it. Give yeah. her any role in anything else that's not like this character in Million Dollar Baby. What 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 like, would that even look like? I don't even think I've seen another movie with Hilary Swank in it that's not this or Boys <laughs> Don't Cry. <laughs> I think Hilary... Kate Blanchett could play Million Dollar Baby, but Hilary Swank could not play Tar. No. 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 And I've no just... other person on the planet could play Boys Don't Cry. No. Except no. for maybe a, a real trans man, but whatever. We won't get into yeah. that. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I'm trying to think of other movies that I've seen of her. I've, oh, I've seen The Black Dahlia. That movie's terrible. Yeah, but I everyone's mean, she is... that, so it's, like, not fair to her. Yeah, it's not fair. Katie Lang is in that movie. Um, I mean, The Core is fun. I've never seen The Core. Of the course, fun. Uh, I haven't seen Insomnia in a long time. Oh, yeah, I don't really remember. Nice, she? Well, she's a female character um, in a Christopher Nolan movie, so I'm assuming she had nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, she's so good in Logan Lucky. She's fun in Logan Lucky. Was she funny in it? Yeah. Does she have comedic timing? I think so. She's, it's just so weird. I just, she's like, she stumps me a little bit as an actor. She's weird. And, like, yeah, no one really knows what to do with her. No one knows what to do with Hillary Swank. Except yeah, for no Clint one has, Eastwood. Yeah, who, in like... In this one movie. She, she is, like, a like, kind of, like, a working-classy kind of actor. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if she wasn't in Yellowstone or something. Right. She would slay in Yellowstone. I will say, though, that this is probably considered one of the least favorite wins for, like, Oscar nerds. Mm-hmm. Just because, even though she is good in the movie, it was a very excellent year for Best Actress. And yes. she beat Kate Winslet for Eternal Sunshine. I have it memorized. She beat Amelda yeah. Staunton for Vera Drake, which is, like, one of the mm-hmm. great... Like, she's so good in that movie. Catalina Sandina Moreno for Maria Full of Grace. Incredible. So good. Whatever happened to Annette her. Annette Benning for Being Julia. I haven't seen Being for Julia, the second I'm time. assuming she's Slay. Yeah. And then... Also, yeah, this is the second time she had... Uh... She had lost, or she had beaten. Yeah, it's so thing. bizarre. The thing is, though, like, Hillary is really good in Boys Don't Cry. And I do think yeah. that's a really cool win. Um, as much as I stand a net in American Beauty, it's a cool win. So I, I like yeah. I like give Hillary the Oscar for that one. I do feel like her performance in Million Dollar Baby, if you compare it to the one in Boys Don't Cry, is not as dynamic or interesting. Mm-hmm. Really, it's like you said, she's just a really good person. And she somehow, like, sells this, like, fantasy character that Clint Eastwood concocted. Well, it's like, you can tell that this movie was written by fucking, what's his name? The guy, Paul Haggis. Because if you watch Crash a year later, or I think, like, three months later or something. Yeah, right. um, Everyone is written as in these very broad brushes and very... But they're very... Yes, they are broad characters, but they still feel very lived in. Which is like Hillary, I kind of got it. I kind of got her character from like the second she spoke. The moment she walks on screen, you're like, I know who this woman is. Yeah, she really does like embody the character. But that's what's so funny is it's like it's not even like a real character or like not like a no. character like based in reality. It's like no. But the movie is so concerned with trying to convince us that the movie is very gritty and real. By not turning on any of the fucking lights in any of the rooms <laughs> ever. Why is this movie so fucking dark? It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like I've I so I personally have never seen a Clint Eastwood movie I like, but I do mm-hmm. know that people like say that his like early stuff like is really slay, 
Like I've heard mm-hmm. Unforgiven, like Bridges like. Madison Caddy. But like I've only seen Million Dollar Baby, which I I think is probably my favorite of the ones I've seen. And then I've seen Mystic River, which is like a soapy mess, and I don't yeah, like it. Love it, love Mystic River. Oh my god, of course you do. <laughs> and then, it's so dramatic. And then I've seen the, and then Changeling, which actually actively made me angry while I was watching it okay. because it pissed me off so much. Um, as a movie. I don't know. He's a weird one for me. Well, the the only ones I've seen are Mr. Grover, which is great. Um, Million Dollar Baby, Gran Torino, which is awful. Absolute trash garbage poopy movie. Um, And American Sniper, which is hot. (laughs) That's the only thing I like about it. That movie is incredibly hot. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm glad that there was some sexuality in that one because I feel like Million Dollar Baby is the most asexual movie I've ever seen Um, in my life. It so fucking is. It is... The only instance that somebody's had sex is that Clint Eastwood has a daughter. Yeah, and that's about it. Like he must have had sex to have her, <laughs> unless he adopted her. But they didn't but get like into Morgan that. Freeman's also, they character don't have a never had sex. All the people Mm-mm. that work out in the gym never have had sex. They're always they're too busy at the gym. Hillary Swing picking on Jay Baruchel definitely has never had sex before in this movie. No. And honestly, movies for the better. She's constantly <laughs> training. So yeah, yeah, we don't need. They don't need to have sex in movies. Not every movie needs sex. I just can't believe that I this movie won me over, despite the fact that the moment it started when Morgan Freeman's narration came on, I went, ugh. Not the narration. Yeah, it's like, it's both, like, it's comforting, you know, oh, Morgan Freeman narration. You know what kind of movie it's going to be. You know it's going to have these sort of comfortable vibes in it. Right. But then it, but then I think what what makes the movie so interesting is that, like, the final act is so uncomfortable. I think that that's what As, makes the movie work, right? I feel like the first mm-hmm. like hour and a half of the movie is like pretty basic and not that interesting to look at. It's not a, that amazing of a story. We've all seen it before. What he does to subvert everything is that final act. That final act makes the whole movie because it's yeah. such a bold move. And it's yes. so relentlessly depressing, but weirdly <laughs> still hopeful. It's like crazy how he was able to pull it off and i do yeah, think it's because like, of hillary swing's performance in this she's so good and like i think that final scene with her and margaret martindale and the family is like oh like she can still act with like just basically her face like not even her I head know. like truly it's just so the two-dimensional good. plane that is her face she's so good it's so crazy but like the movie like everything it stands for everything it's trying to say all of its themes like i truly like don't vibe with but like for like the hour the two hours i watched this movie i was conservative i was like yeah (laughs) yeah welfare sucks people should just pull up their bootstraps (laughs) and work hard Um, women shouldn't box the only poor people that should make money are ones that are special at something Mm -hmm. like it's just sold me on all of it like i literally like i I, like like i actively like this scene with the family with the pen Girl, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I am like a literally about to throw a temper tantrum. I'm so pissed off right now. <laughs> it is so evil. It's evil. The Martin scene Martindale. itself and what the we'll movie's trying it. to say about people like that evil. But mm-hmm. I live. And that I would say the two main with speaking role, like boxing villains in the movie are both black. Uh, yes, of course. Which is, of course, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. There's like yeah. choices are made in this movie, and it's a and their choices. Wonky. Here's my hot take. Are you ready to hear my hot take? I'm here. I think Clint Eastwood is actively bad in this movie. Like his acting is. Oh, bad. he's he's terrible. It feels like he's so well, bad you know the thing about it, you know his like product his whole thing is that like he's known for doing shit in like two takes. He like won't do anything more than two takes. And Clint needs some time to cook. And I agree. I think his does not cook movie in this is movie. actively bad. Um, I just feel like up next to like Hillary and like Morgan, who both won Oscars for this, like he does not hold a candle. And I actually can't believe he was even nominated for Best Actor for this because for real, I just and think people were just so the... impressed that he did all of it, and he did the score and shit too. Which actually, the score is like really good. Um, in this the movie. score's really good. <laughs> But, the best yeah. actor field that year is pretty. I mean, Ray Charles wins. Not Ray Charles doesn't win. Jamie Foxx playing Ray Charles wins. Uh, but Don Cheadle in Hotel Rwanda, so good. So good. 
Johnny Depp in Finding Neverland. Yeah. Whatever. Leo and the Aviator. Oh, see, that's I my think, pick. Like, three iconic roles. That's yeah. my pick. I love Leo and the Aviator. That's my favorite performance of his ever. Like, so I don't want to take. I don't want to take away Jamie's Oscar because that's one of the coolest Oscars. See, I but then like, if we I've get... never gotten that performance, I do feel like it falls into that weird territory of like it feels too much like an impression and not like an mm-hmm. actual performance to me. But that's just I just give it to I just like Jamie Foxx. But Jamie's I, I, so I think good it is in collateral. Cool that Jamie Foxx is like not good in anything else, and he won an Oscar for playing Ray Charles. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> iconic. Well, have you ever seen Collateral? I like him in Collateral, but Tom Cruise like steals yeah. the whole movie. So yeah, he does. Why wasn't Tom Cruise nominated? Tom Cruise, yeah. like, Tom Cruise, like, we've already talked about him a couple times because we've done a couple of movies with him, but, like, I just, like, that era, like, in the late 90s to early 2000s where he was choosing the weirdest so roles was so slay. I loved so good. it. Yeah, but I'm, gl- I'm almost glad on. they didn't give him the Oscar for Magnolia because I don't know if he would have kept picking weird roles to mm-hmm. try to win an Oscar. Um, but, yeah, I think Collateral was kind of, like, the last his like last, last chance. interesting role, and then after that he was yeah. like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna do a bunch of Mission Impossible movies." Do you think he'll ever um, get nominated again? No. Same. Yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, Clint Eastwood's bad in this. Um, but it, but in a weird way, like I, I kept fighting myself on it because by the end I was like, "But it kind of weirdly works because mm-hmm. he's so like blank and so like." I think what it is is that. It worked because the character himself is very withholding, but I could like mm-hmm. see Clint Eastwood like acting, like I could see him yeah. trying to be that, and it just felt very like wooden at parts. I do like that he does keep this like subdued. I don't know, subdued is probably the wrong word, but this sort of stilted maybe uh, performance for the entire thing. Because I think if he was like meeting Hillary halfway in the last act of the movie, it would be a soap opera. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So maybe his performance is weirdly brilliant because I feel like he does kind of like yeah. just take a back seat and like let her like carry the whole movie. Mm-hmm. On this yeah, very strong I, I think arms. It, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like his character, never mind. I was about to make a dumb metaphor, but then it fell away from me. Oh, hate when that happens. I know. But yeah, no, it, it's weird. But yeah, it's it's crazy. The, like this year at the Oscars, I mean, of course, like because we're like little like indie boys. It's like Eternal Sunshine to me is like yeah. the clear like should have won at everything this year. But mm-hmm. the Oscars were, you know, like imagine if this movie, it's kind of crazy to think that everything everywhere all at once, which I would put in the same category as like an Eternal Sunshine of like a kind of like mm-hmm. wacky movie that like everyone can enjoy. It's crazy that everything everywhere all at once like resonated and got nominated for 11 Oscars and Eternal Sunshine didn't. It just won the one it was nominated for the other. Like we, Wasn't we should have swapped out. nominated for screenplay and actress and that's it? Yeah. That's crazy. It should have been in picture. It should have knocked out Finding Neverland. It should have knocked out Clint Eastwood or Johnny Depp. And put Jim Carrey I in I just like, can't believe that like Gondry was nominated for Best Director. Jim Carrey should have mm-hmm. been nominated for Best Actor. Like, it's just kind of crazy. But like, but when you see the fact that Million Dollar Baby won, it kind of all comes together because it's like that's what I think people were really looking for around that time. It's like they wanted like a drama. I would say that Million Dollar Baby is probably our great Oscar bait drama. Like. Because it's actually good and it works for the mm-hmm. most part. But I feel like when people think of the Oscars and, like, Best Picture winners, I feel like they're thinking of a movie like Million Dollar Baby. Oh, yeah. Like, in, like, you don't watch 30 Rock, but, like, in 30 Rock, uh, Tracy Morgan wins an Oscar for uh, basically starring and pre- being in, like, the mo- the universe, TV universe's version of uh, Precious. But they show, like, the final clip of the of the fake movie, and it reminded me a lot of Million Dollar Baby. So I think, like... I would say Precious and Million Dollar Baby are, like, the biggest ones in my head when I think of, like, 2000s Oscar bait. Yeah, totally. Like, this is the era of Oscar bait. Like, I don't feel like Oscar bait, or at least the way we think of Oscar bait, like, really developed in the 2000s. Because I feel like Oscar bait in the 80s and 90s was, like, it's a historical drama. Merchant Ivory. Yeah. Yeah. It's a historical drama, so it's going to win Oscars. But I feel like... The 2000s kind of like reinvigorated what Oscar bait could be. And they're like, no, modern stories about working class people suffering is what should win an Oscar. So Million Dollar Baby is actually the first movie of the 2000s 
that takes place in modern times. Wow, to win Best Picture? To win Best Picture. So Gladiator, A Beautiful Mind, mm. Chicago, Lord of the Rings. Wow. And so, we, yeah, there's all but these sort crash. of period pieces. So it's almost like there was a theme that started after. Yeah, and then it's Million Dollar Baby Crash and, de- and then Departed, which are all modern. And mm-hmm. then No Country for Old Men, which is the outlier here. That's like in the 80s, right? It's set in the 80s, like, I think, late 70s, 70s, yeah, 70s or late 70s, like early yeah. 80s. But then Slumdog Millionaire. Modern, And yeah. so the first half of the 2000s the is Hurt defined Locker, right? as, yeah, the Hurt Locker. Uh, yeah, so all these movies were very fantasy, not in the time period. And then Million Dollar Baby came and changed that shit. Yeah, I feel like, so maybe we need to give Million Dollar Baby a little bit more credit here. Like, it feels mm-hmm. like Oscar bait now, but at the time, maybe it was kind of like something that we wouldn't typically see when Best Picture. And it was like exciting mm-hmm. for people to see it when Best Picture. I mean, it's crazy. It's still crazy to me. Like, we've talked about this on a couple other episodes, but it's so wild that Million Dollar Baby made as much money as it did. Like, I feel like a movie like for Million real. Dollar Baby, like, no one would go see it now. But like, yeah. In 2004, people wanted to go see, like, a movie with Clint Eastwood and Hillary Swank, like a sad boxer movie. People yeah, just had made, taste then, man. It, made a, it was a $100 million movie. It was a literal blockbuster in America. And it's like... I mean, everyone I, I know I think seen like, it. I mean, for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think my parents have both seen it. Like, it's definitely a movie. And it's, it's been, like, made fun of on It's Always Sunny. Like, it's been... It's made... It's permeated the culture. You know, it's kind of crazy, like... I feel like after Million Dollar Baby, like, what are... I feel like a lot of the Best Picture winners of the 2000s were are not really, like, actual classics. Like, I feel like No Country for Old Men is. And I guess Slumdog Millionaire had a weird, like, kind of, like, it was a blockbuster, but then I feel like no one cares about it anymore. Yeah. But other than that, like, no one saw The Hurt Locker. No one saw fucking Crash. There's The Departed, which is, oh, like... Oh, yeah, I, I guess it, The Departed was pretty popular, wasn't it? But I would say that's, like, the the fucking, like, seventh most famous Scorsese. Right, in retrospect. It's so weird that he won Best Picture for that, in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and... Yeah, No Country for Old Men, and, like... I don't think people, like... Lord of the Rings feels more, like, as a complete piece. I'd say Lord of the Rings, and then... Yeah, pretty much everything. Chicago, I guess. I my hot take. Oh, that I mean, Chicago like... is the last great movie musical, but I haven't seen Mamma Mia. Oh, really? So, oh, Mamma Mia is so fucking good. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like R That's only one song. Yeah, but I'll, I'll count it. <laughs> it's I it's mean, a very based powerful on the, song. The last twenty years, you know, like we don't really have that mm-hmm. many great movie musicals. I mean, I liked West Side Story, but I'd still say that Chicago was more slay. Yeah. What about um? What about La La Land? Oh, you know how I feel about that movie. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do it one day. <laughs> God. Yeah, I mean, we do need to do Damien Chazelle. The streets do. Yeah, love we him. do. God. If I I had to mute Babylon on Twitter, I was like, y'all, I can't fucking do this no, anymore. No, I almost muted Babylon. I I just it's I just fucking... I just I disliked a couple posts about it, and then I stopped seeing them. I had muted Babylon, and I muted Steely Dan. Um, oh, the Steely Dan annoying. discourse is like so weird. You know what's it's funny? So weird, I hate it. It's kind of creepy. The other day, when I was at the bachelor party, before this got tweeted by Steve Albini, um, someone was playing a Steely Dan song at the Airbnb, and I've never listened to a Steely Dan song in my entire <laughs> life uh, because I'm gay. And yeah, yeah. But I was listening. It's so funny. I was listening to it, and I was like, "Huh." I was like, "This is like cute. Whatever. I like it." And I was like, you know, I've always wondered, like, what actually Daddy's Home was, like, trying to be. And I was like, it's trying <laughs> to be this, isn't it? It's trying to be, like, yeah. this song. And then St. Vincent, like, today was like, I fucking love Celia Dan. And I almost tweeted at her. And I was like, girl, we know. <laughs> like, <laughs> we all listen to Daddy's Home. But that's kind of fake of me because I didn't even hear Celia Dan until, like, three days ago. So Yeah, and I also didn't really listen to all of Daddy's Home, maybe ever. Such a boring I don't think I've ever finished that album. So boring. Um, Which is crazy but, because Mass Seduction is my favorite. But yeah, um, but also the discourse on Knock at the Cabin has kind of overtaken the Babylon oh discourse, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Knock at the Cabin is fine. Oh, the elephant in the room. We haven't addressed it yet. Oh, no. Have you seen it, too? Well, no. But I watched a movie oh. that you, you called a pee-pee-poo-poo diaper movie. Wait, which one? Infinity Pool. Oh, yeah. It's pee-pee-poo-poo diaper movie. Well, guess what? 
You loved it. I fucking loved it. <laughs> I fucking loved it. I loved it so much. It's like my favorite movie of the last couple of years, actually. I loved it. <laughs> I feel crazy. I'm sorry. I loved it's it. It's okay. But I think it's yeah. because I'm a pathetic little loser baby, and so it just resonated <laughs> with me. <laughs> You're. I just don't like Brandon Cronenberg. Oh, see, I like... Well, I mean... I liked Possessor. I haven't seen Antiviral, so. I've never seen Possessor, but I just hated Antiviral. I thought it was so, like, high school essay. Yeah, you know, level. I'm a sucker for that. I mean, we talked no. about this in the Johnny Darko episode. That's, like, my kryptonite. Like, anything that's, like, really <laughs> immature and angsty is, like, Mm-mm. I love it. That's why I brought, like, 13 to our movie club. Because I'm like, this slay. Five stars. So slay. <laughs> uh, wait, I loved Infinity Pool. Um, no, thank you. I'm, I'm Mia Goth in Infinity Pool. I, all the girls <laughs> think like want to be Pearl. I want to be her. So. Where is her eyebrows? Um, she's just so blonde. She just doesn't <laughs> have them. She doesn't. Or have Shia them. LaBeouf shaved them off. Who knows? Probably never grew back out of yeah. trauma. The trauma. Well, speaking of Shia LaBeouf, why do straight people like this movie? And it's like all of it. It's not quite a father daughter movie. It's a father surrogate daughter movie. It's, it's a, a father daughter movie. movie for sure. And you know how daddies are about their daddies girls. It's like, mm-hmm. like that shit is sacred, mama. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't get it because gay men have issues and weird things about their moms. Mm-hmm. Dads are just kind of like they're kind of there, just not in the picture, and it's kind of like that's fine. Um, in gay I world. Would... Yeah, it's like a positive representation of father-daughter uh, relationship is million-dollar baby. A positive representation of mother-son relationship is mommy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I um, yeah, yeah, straight people love a father-daughter movie. Million-dollar baby is designed to make grown men cry. Like, this is mm-hmm. one of those. We haven't watched one of those in a minute. Oh, we, yeah. We've talked it's about them before. This is one of those, like, a man feels like it's okay to cry during Million Dollar Baby. So it feels good to watch it because no one's going to make them feel bad for crying in a scene where someone's surrogate father pulls, like, a fucking breathing machine out of someone because they want (laughs) to die, you know? Yeah. This movie did – it felt a lot like – it felt like a melodrama from the 50s. It's so crazy. But it's like a melodrama from the 50s that, like – I just don't know how he isn't – it's really impressive, honestly, how it doesn't actually go into full melodrama, soapy, like, camp territory. It's, like, honestly impressive. It's so close. Like, you know how... I'm not saying this movie is gay, but it has the final act. We'll get into it. Actually, I'll save it for later. Forget I'm editing all this out. Because uh, I'm going to address that later on. Yes. Uh, sports. Shape yeah. loves sports. Particularly obviously. boxing. If oh, I yeah, meet there's... a gay person that likes boxing... I would be in shock. Oh, for I've never met a single gay person that likes boxing. Like ever. wrestling makes That's... sense because it's kind of horny. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of gays that are into wrestling. Um, gays like football because they want to fit in with straight boys. Mm-hmm. Those are they want to see the jock strap mask, through the pants. Our mask gays, you know, mm-hmm. and because of and then they get to be like. I do like it when like mass straight guy, or mass gay guys like try to like him and see that football school by by saying stuff like that though they're like I mean come on their butts are so great I'm like I could just <laughs> You're like, yeah but I'm watching it from afar yeah yeah I can just Google man butt and find something great I could just watch H- an HBO show yeah <laughs> yeah um, gay guys like basketball because of the fashion yeah. Basketball like players basketball? have the best fashion I mean do outside like of basketball? the outside of the sport like whenever oh. it's just like press conferences, whatever, always the best fashion. Right. But gay guys don't like golf because golfers aren't hot. They're not hot. They're just like your dad, but not like, not like daddy. They're just like your dad's weird friend. Yeah. It's like your dad's weird friend who like gets weird after he's had a couple shots of tequila. Yeah. It's like, why are you going to touch me? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> uh, but there's no gay boxing. Nothing. The only thing gay about boxing is that they hug sometimes. Yeah, when they're beating each other's asses up. Yeah, absolutely. I remember one time I asked my stepdad because he watched boxing, and I was like, why do they hug each other? And he's like, they're not hugging each other. But I was like, why are they hugging? And he's it's like, they're not hugging. And God, he never answered my question. Such, I don't know. Such gatekeepers. It's like you. you, you <laughs> it's just like, that's hugging, he's, mama. He's gatekeeping the knowledge of why boxers hug. I still don't know, and I refuse to look it up. 
Um, I think it's because you're trying They're to tired. stop them from hitting you. They're like, no, no more fighting, peace instead. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh. But yeah, I think that, like, I think there's like an inherent like rage to boxing that's like doesn't vibe with me. Because no. I feel like gay men like the rage is very inward. It's like instead of like yeah. boxing, we just like do self harm, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we have eating disorders. We have eating disorders, and we like. I don't know. Listen to terrible pop music. So yes, that's how like we Ava Max's ourselves. "Diamonds and Dance Floor" is yeah. out on Apple Music. Um, and then Clint Eastwood. I mean, he's one of our straightest people of all time. Yeah, I truly don't think. In general, I bet his sets are the only sets where not one gay man is working in the crew. Not a single one. Like mm-hmm. he makes sure that whoever is the costume designer is a straight man. <laughs> He or gets, actually, it's probably uh, a woman because he's like, that's a girl's job. Yeah. It's all Sandy Powell. Um, <laughs> oh, I wish that Sandy Powell did the costumes for this. <laughs> Are you kidding? That'd be iconic. <laughs> That'd be so kind of fucking Sandy Powell. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine Million Dollar Baby dressed by Sandy Powell. Slay. Morgan Freeman would, like, look just, like, so, like, hip. But she'd be like, oh, but I need, like, ratty up his hat a little bit because, like, mm-hmm. but, like, it <laughs> still looks slay, you know? It'd be so good. Um, Yeah, he is such a – all of those movies are straight, every single one of them. Uh, I haven't seen all of them. We talk. I haven't seen yeah, most of them, I, actually. I confidently think we can say that. Confidently. He might be our straightest director. He might be. Because even David Finch has Panic Room. <laughs> you know? Yeah, even uh, Alexander Payne has election. Even Christopher Nolan has. Tenet. No, just because you like it doesn't mean it's gay, Dylan. We've gone through this. <laughs> um, he has. Uh, I, the Prestige, he, I feel like, is gay. The Prestige is a little gay. It's a little fruity. It's a little it's like fruity that, and... Spoiler alert Christian Bale has a twin. That's just gay. Yeah. To me. Um, I don't know why. It just is. Also, having an underground basement full of, uh, like, <laughs> dead cadavers that are hot. Gay. Very gay. I agree. Um, I mean, well, he did do a J. Edgar movie. Like a J. Edgar Hoover movie. Wait, who? Clint Eastwood. He did the J. Edgar movie? He did J. Edgar. With Leonardo DiCaprio? With Leonardo DiCaprio and the fucking rubber mask, yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot that movie happened. Yeah. So that's his one gay movie. Why is it gay? Because it's J. Edgar Hoover. Was he gay? Yes. He's like famous. But is he gay in the movie? I mean, I don't ever seen the movie. I bet they talk about I like, guarantee his that shit. he wrote that shit out. They let's see. Yeah, I I doubt they put that in there. Uh oh nope. Uh when Hoover confesses to his mother that he's uncomfortable in romantic situations with women, she says he would rather she would rather be dead than he be gay. In the movie? Uh, yeah. And, Clu- and Clint and, Eastwood said, darn tootin' after the, the take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God, the poster makes him look like a marionette. It's so funny. Uh, but yeah, Clint Eastwood, straight. I don't think he... Has he... Do you, like, do you think he's hot? Clint Eastwood? Well, I mean... I or think like, the was question, hot? I think the question is, was he hot? Let's see. I mean, and he looks tall, so he has that going for him. Looks tall. Let's. Yeah, see. I got no, a, an old picture from the fucking no. like 1400s. No, yeah, it's not giving to it's me not. personally. Even when he was young, like he's clearly good looking. It's just like it's just so straight. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm only friends with straight men that like kiss you when they're drunk. You know what I mean? Clint Eastwood yeah, wouldn't kiss you. you when he's drunk. Mm-mm. Like this is a straight man Like he's never once in his life Thought about sucking a dick ever And I don't feel like most straight men can say that Would he be one of those straight guys that whenever they're drunk Be like you know I don't have a problem uh, But you know just don't try anything On me you know I don't have a problem with you Just don't Don't try to hit on me I know you want to Didn't Yeah he's like one that? of those for sure he's One of those And he means yeah. it It's not like mm. it's not like a reverse psychology Which I've experienced huh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, tell me that after the after the pod. I already told you all my straight boy stories. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never mind. Yeah. But they do that shit. He would like mean they it. They do that shit. And the moment you yeah. talk about anything gay, he'd probably like shake his head and like walk away and like just sip on a mm-hmm. scotch. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, I Boring. can't hear. He's like, I can't keep listening to all that nonsense <laughs> over there. We'll let him talk. And to it's the not girls, because you know. 
Yeah. And yeah. he is right. Gay people do be talking nonsense, but he's leaving. And they should for be the talking to girls. Those are always better mm-hmm. conversations for us, anyway. So. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything gay about this movie? Yes. Yes. It's Margaret Martindale. The whole family. The is whole family is gay. So gay. So fucking gay. But like evil gays, like the worst kind of gays. <laughs> I hated them so much, like, Dylan. <laughs> They were awful. Yeah, he Clint Eastwood really sold. Like, it's so so like it's so clear what he's doing with those characters. It's like he's yes. like dig at like welfare and like people like sucking the teat of the government, as like conservatives put it. And it's mm-hmm. so effective in the narrative that I was so I was so on board <laughs> with the whole. I was like, yeah, fuck them, fuck mm-hmm. them. When they showed up to that, I for I forgot, but then re remembered the part where they show up <laughs> to the like hospital in like the Disneyland so cool. gear. I was like, oh my god, this was like lodged somewhere in my brain as a memory, and it just unlocked. Like, because I remember <laughs> seeing this at thirteen and being like, oh my god, I like I couldn't like believe it, and I still couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is like it's on some awful. next level shit of evil, horrible. <sighs> Also, but you know what's just, funny though? Hillary Swink only decides to not sign the contract just because Margot Martindale was like, "You lost." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so fucking. <laughs> yeah. That is so fucking straight. Maybe that was like the final straw. She was like, "You know, what? she didn't want the house. She wasn't there for me. She's there, obviously She's trying to there." Steal all my money thing. after I die. She's stealing my money. <laughs> You know what? She can have all that. None of that's important to me. I just wanted, you know, her to know that I was a good fighter, and she didn't even think that. Fuck her. Yeah, that was the last straw. Nothing else. Everything else was fine. Going to Disneyland for a week (laughs) before visiting. All that was cool. It was that she said, you lost. They laugh at you. They laugh at you. Oh, my God. Margo really just chews it up, doesn't she? She's the only one giving a camp performance in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, she it's, is fully super nanny. Like, <laughs> don't worry, like, I'm on my way to, to help. Think, you need to think before you start doing things like this, Margaret. She's Why like, what about my welfare checks? <laughs> what about my Medicaid money? <laughs> you gonna pay for that? Oh my it's god, so good. It's so Margaret fucking up. rules. It's so fucked up, man. It's so funny that it's fucking. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Lindholm as the sister. I know, so random, so good. So funny. I didn't even realize she was like doing acting at that time or whatever. I guess she was like really young. She was like what in her early twenties. Yeah. yeah, she looked really young in the movie. Well, there there's a guy, uh, Mike Coulter was the guy who he was representing at the beginning of the movie who like quits mm-hmm. and he's in this show Evil that I watch on Paramount. And I was oh, just really? like, Oh whoa. Oh, yeah. Like wow, he was a million dollar baby. That's so random. Damn. Good for all um, the actors in this movie. You did good. This is crazy. It's like three years before Garfunkel and Oates started. Like, oh this God. is like pre-Garfunkel and Oates, Kate McCooch, or uh, Ricky Lindholm. Maybe she was really just trying to, like, do, like, she was just really trying it. to, like, be an actor. Like, a not like a, I don't want to say a real actor, because that's insulting to people that do comedy, but you get what I mean. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But she also was in the, uh, oh, wait, is this the same? Oh, yeah, she's, uh. In the 2006 remake of Pulse. Oh my god, I've never seen that, but I know that fucking, um, the cast is, like, iconic for it. Yeah, Kristen Bell, Ian Somerhalder. Oh my god, Ian. Christina Milian. Oh, uh, Christina. Dipping love, yes. picking up slow. <laughs> um... What else? I think, honestly, I think the last 30 minutes is pretty gay. Yeah, what makes Just the movie like, good is actually what makes the movie Is the gay <laughs> And it's like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not trying to be like, what's the word? Like, provocative or whatever. But it's like, <laughs> you know how Trump's gay? Mm. And like, Clint Eastwood's like a little fruity too. Like, I think there's just something about the 50s that's gay. And like, that's never these people... I think everyone was just like fucking in like really into Broadway and Broadway. Like, musicals <laughs> and like and you know was it Douglas Sirk and shit like that like yeah. all those movies and like that's just what your entertainment was was just like gay stuff like it really was stuff. very gay I well and, like, I the think, ending, I yeah, think everyone's like, gay like, personally like yes 
my method of life is I, I, I go through life just assuming everyone is gay until they prove me otherwise. It's mm-hmm. not the other way around. As you should. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, I think it's just, I think something about, like, old dudes who, like, grew up in, like, cities, they're just a little, like, fruity. They are a little fruity. Like, uh, old Roy Cohn was actually gay, but I'm just thinking Roy Cohn, or I think, like, Al Pacino in general or whatever. Oh, Al Pacino's so fruity. He's so fruity, and it's just, like, there's something about these old, like, Robert De Niro gives me fruity energy, too, and I think it's just Mm -hmm. because he's short. Yeah. Because he's the gay height. Martin Scorsese, little fruity. He's a little fruity. And I think this, like, old, creative, straight dudes just, like, are a little fruitier than now. You know, it's funny. I feel like the directors that actively put gay characters in their their movies are the ones that are not fruity. Like, Paul Thomas Anderson, Mm -hmm. not that fruity. Mm -hmm. But he has so many gay characters in his movies. But it's the ones that, like, actively avoid it. It's like, we know what you're doing. Yeah. Because you're afraid. (laughs) You're afraid. Mm -hmm. Mama, it's going to lock something in you. (laughs) <laughs> you know uh, right. Well true. speaking we're of right. unlocking something We're going to recommend something a little gayer Than what we just watched I have nothing I came to this unprepared Sport. I was thinking Girl Fight That Karen Kusama boxing movie But I've never seen it Me neither and so yeah, I, I think wanna... we gotta go outside of boxing here Maybe a father daughter surrogate relationship movie um, maybe. Uh, let me look at the but criteria. Daddy's girl shit is so straight to me. I, it all is. Like, like Field of Dreams is straight. Field of Dreams is straight. Um. Ooh. Chappie. 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 I don't fucking know. Wait. That's the robot movie. That's the South African. Have we already recommended a League movie. of Their Own. I think we have, but we might have to do it again. <laughs> Sports movies. Um, wait, let's look. Father-daughter movies. We're going to figure this well, out. Oh, no, oh, no, there is that movie. Oh, shit. What's that? Uh, 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 um, that movie, it's Rachel McAdams. And uh, what's his name? What's Han Solo's name? Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Morning Glory. I've never heard of that movie. No, that's no, that's actually by a TV producer. No, I'm thinking of Amy Adams. Amy Adams is in a movie. This is all going to be such great uh, podcast fodder. I'm very excited for people to listen to this. Yeah, they're going to love it. They're going to love it. Trouble with the Curve. There we go. That's Clint Eastwood. Oh, it's Clint Eastwood and Amy Adams. And it's about, I haven't seen it, but it's about baseball. Damn it. This is, this is not, I don't know any of these movies. I think we might just have to recommend the last 30 minutes of Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. So we recommend just skipping to the part where (laughs) Hillary Swing goes on a stool. We got nothing. We're so, I'm so sorry to disappoint you. I'm so sorry. I I feel like really hard. What about the thing Billy is we've Elliot? Done, this is... What about Billy Elliot? Right? Because the Billy okay. Elliot is about a boy who wants to do ballet, right? Mm-hmm. Which is not a typical thing for a boy to do, right? Just like Hillary Swank doing boxing. And he mm-hmm. also has a weird relationship with his parents in the movie. But his, I think his dad eventually comes around. It's been a long time since I've seen it. To the, to um... the ballet. Like, he eventually is like... You know what? He's like, that's so Kai Billy Elliot, or whatever, you know. <laughs> you can do my way, or whatever the fuck. Oh, God. That, oh, my God. Our British <laughs> listeners are so mad at me. Um, They're so mad. Uh, I was about to say, like, uh, you sound like Jay Baruchel in this movie. Oh, God. We somehow got through this whole episode <laughs> without mentioning him. I know. <laughs> if you want to know our thoughts about that, text us privately. <laughs> Yeah. And we'll have to use a few we choice have some words. Questions. But um <laughs> some questions that we can't get into publicly. Uh, sure. I'll allow you. Billy Elliot. Let's Billy do it. Billy Elliot. Right. Because right. it's a boy doing girly things instead of a girl doing boy things. Mm-hmm. And we would call Hillary Swank a woman, but she is referred to as a girl many times in this movie. Yeah, so we're, we're not just being consistent. We're just, we're just with being theming. consistent. 
He's like, mm. I don't train no girls. He's I don't train no girls. I don't know why I said it like that. The thing before we before we wrap up, I do want to another thing that I think would is a point in Million Dollar Baby's favor is that this movie came out today. There would be a point in which Hillary Swank was like, she would like tell him off for like not wanting to train him because she's a woman. She's and I'm like, so I, glad that that's she's me. like I I've cooked and cleaned my whole life. That's work. That's manual labor. Mm. <laughs> okay. What's the difference? What's the difference? Just because between, I don't take my anger out I and I keep it inside penis, of me. Because I ain't got a penis. It'd be like that scene <laughs> that went viral of Carrie Mulligan like telling off that guy and she said. Did you oh, wait, saw, what, did you I, just, I saw she said, but I was texting the whole time. Oh, I don't so remember. There's a part where they're like her, <laughs> Patricia Clarkson and like Zoe Kazan yeah. are like eating and they're like talking about like, you know, the story they're going to write. And this guy like tries to like hit on. Carrie Mulligan and he like won't go away and then she's like leave me alone like I said oh, I yeah. don't know how to talk to you and I you're disrespect is it because I'm a woman <laughs> and it's supposed to be this like moment in the movie but like I guess out of context I was like wow this is bad like badly written look she said is only good because of Samantha Morton's five minutes yeah Samantha she... Morton like what a queen queen i think about her performance in minority report like often it's incredible yeah don't ever see the whale because she is actively bad in it um but she's only in one scene so it's fine samantha morton slay that's the gay recommendation this week is to just watch a samantha morton movie watch synecdoche new york (laughs) now die um my name is dylan garcy you can follow me on twitter if it's still available uh, at Dylan Garcia on Instagram at Garcia and Letterbox oh, yeah, also did, at Garcia. Did Twitter like go down or something? You couldn't tweet for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they figured it out though. You Aww. had to schedule your tweets like two seconds in advance for them to tweet. I was really hoping that this would be the end. Okay, um, and I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Instagram at Kirk underscore Van Sickle, and you can find me on Twitter and Letterbox at K R K V N S E K L E. Woohoo! All right, now we're gonna go um, get some lemon meringue pie and not from the can. We want the good homemade stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he just like sat there and then just never left for the rest of his life? <laughs> he sat there till the police found him from <laughs> killing Hillary Swank. He was, like he was like pissing and shitting, like he would not get up. <laughs> He's not getting up. He's, He's just eating up. another slice, another slice, another slash. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have another slice of... Okay. (laughs) Time to go. We love you. Bye. Bye. And now came talk. 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 Talk.